Well, it's kind of like concerts you, you haven't been in other than when you went and saw Weird Al, right? Yeah, I mean, seeing Weird Al for the first time was interesting. I mean, I know the acoustics in the room really drove me nuts. But yeah. that overall, would, I thought it was weird. That would be a fun show to go to. I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I don't, I know his songs, but, you know, that would be one of those shows that I go, don't really listen to it, but I like to, it would be a cool experience. Kind of oh, yeah. like when I went to, um, we went to see her, which is the R&B singer. Um, she recently did that live stage of Beauty and the Beast. She played Belle. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that's an R&B. I've never been to an R&B show. It was awesome, though. So. Yeah, I mean, Weird Al was good. I mean, I could barely see him. He, uh, we were sitting so far away. Yeah. And the venue wasn't bad. It just wasn't good for yeah. guys. So yeah. I'll stand back. But the thing that got me was just volume level. I had to put my earbuds in turn on the noise canceling just so I could sit through the show without getting a mic. And that's only because I'm hypersensitive sounds now. Yeah. And decibels, like remember we watched, I think we were watching Top Gun Maverick in theater. I think we watched it in theater together. Something, we watched a movie in Do at the Dolby Theater the first I rem time. I remember first that. I can't, re Adobe. I can't remember what movie it was though. It was, it was might have been Hobbs and Shaw for all. All I know is it was it was a few it was a little while ago it was pre-pandemic, yeah it was pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was, we went and watched it was the in movie 2019. Where we sat and the way the acoustics bounced around, I had to put my earbuds I in because we were almost middle. We were almost middle that time. I don't yeah, remember I had to what put movie. My earbuds in, turn that on and noise canceling. I could get through the movie because I think the volume levels were off, and it was giving me. A I'd have to. But I will say that when we watched Avatar on set in the Dolby Theater, I didn't have to put Sound was perfect. Sound was perfect. Did not have to put the earbuds in, turn on the noise cancel. Hey, good evening, everybody. Hello. Oh, we're I on. Hi. The audience, as if you're sitting right there at our table with us. How are you doing? I am doing good. good. You know, going to catch me on that candid moment. Good thing. Uh, hey, Candid's great. Yeah, Candid's good. Candid's good until I go off the cuff. But, you know, I Maybe have like water. TJ, like TJ Miller in a comedy club? That was the best thing ever. We, I've talked about it before already on this show. Check out our podcast, Fear to Back. If you want to, subscribe, Spotify, and any of your listening pleasures. But, yep, when comedians... I go to a lot of stand-up. I've recently started to go to more stand-up comedy shows, more because, you know... After pandemic, things are open up. I'm going doing the things I like to do, concerts and all that stuff. And one of the things is going to Funny Bone. And recently, gone to a few shows at Funny Bone because it's been some of the comedians I've seen. But one of the comedians I saw there a while back, way back, before pre-pandemic, was T.J. Miller. And thing is, when you go to comedy shows, you're up close and personal with them comedians. You're like right there. Oh yeah. Unless you go to the big venues and you see like Robin Williams, Joe Coy, Larry the Cable Guy, Bill Maher. But when you're at the funny bone, you're up front, you're close. And if you stand up and you say something close to heckling, nine times out of 10, you're gonna get back. And you're gonna get back full force. And it's gonna be even more funny because the comedian is going off the cuss. And when TJ Miller did it to that Miller tag guy, it was the funniest thing for the 15 minutes that he did it for. So, yes, it is hilarious. I'm in place, people, I'm in place. Not stress that enough sometimes. It's gotta be the right time and the right I was at the right time in the right place, and it was great. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, so we'll go with that. But here we are, December 2022, our last show for the calendar year. Yes, it is the uh, close to the end of the year. It's kind of surprising, though. It is. Yeah. Yes. But it's a good wrap-up to lead into something new. That's how I see it. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna get a couple of reviews tonight. Get a couple of a couple of stories and some you know kind of year in review and wrap up. Thanks, lots of. Yep, and some uh, Christmas inspired odds and ends. Gonna leave it like that. You gotta wait, people. You gotta wait. Yep. Can't have you can't do. It's like Christmas. Couple of days. Yeah. Um, so of course, by the time you guys were listening, Christmas was past. Hope it was great. Hope you got all the stuff you wanted, and all of those fun things. Yes. And then do early Happy New Years and all that. 
But uh, yeah. Um, so shout out real quick to Sirenscape. Sirenscape. Background music and soundboards. Check out Sirenscape. We've been doing it for three years or so. We've been doing it in a while. So go to Sirenscape.com. Check out their soundboards. Potentially subscribe as a, to their to their sound uh, virtually or use an app on your mobile device. Uh, make your gaming experience epic. And yes, sir. Great sounds from great people. I gotta reach out to them, but like, hey, can I get do video ads? I mean, do y'all remember me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you know, getting them ads can 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 help out. I mean, I try every so. Long. Yeah. I mean, hey. they, they sent me ads before, so I probably do it again. And so far, we haven't really been on. Yeah. I, I, you know, all of that. So, Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Oh wow. So let's see. Christmas shopping shenanigans. That, uh, that's where we're going to start today? Yeah, well, because it's pretty much we both did it because we were both at the mall together, so it's kind of happened. So, yeah, uh, so over the over the weekend, uh, Saturday, we took my I took my daughter out to get some last minute Christmas shopping done because uh, she wanted to shop for her mommy and grandma and put them around when she did shopping. So Make, I took her. it makes sense. You don't want the, the person to be there that you're shopping for. Oh, so. yeah. But uh, so I can't talk about what we got because it's not Christmas. So you have to a wait secret. So we can talk about some, some of the stuff, what we got. But we'll say that we got lost in Barnes and Nobles. And then you got me lost in Barnes and Nobles. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> I, I've said before, make friends with foodies. Because foodies will lead you to great places. Yes. And sometimes you can repay the food by showing them great place. Showing them a great place. The uh, the cookbook section it was had a lot of interesting items and trinkets. Yep. So I got a couple cooking books from there. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then another book, but that one was more just for my pleasure and fantasy, and I you love. Know what? Actually, I was listening to news newsfeed. Talking about Lord of the Rings, power. Yeah. How much of a hit it. Was. Yeah, it was a huge hit. A huge hit. Um, it was a hit for Amazon, and it not only was a hit for Amazon, but it was a hit for Amazon in the graphic demographic. They're really they were really trying to reach out to. Also, it had a had a collateral effect of. It had a collateral effect of all of the Tolkien-related books. All had higher sales since since Rings of Power was. Yeah, I would best believe, especially nowadays, they they have a lot of, um, in in the Tolkien lore, they have a lot more than just Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit because uh, Middle Earth encompasses like three major ages: first, second, and third age. But they've recently started writing books in both the first age and the second age, which the, one of the books I picked up focuses on the second age. Um, but they have other like specific stories they've written for in the first age because there's a lot of characters and a lot of stories worth telling there. Uh, so it's just kind of cool to see that they're expanding the lore and actually deepening it with like real legit good novels. I think it's going to be great. Props. 2024 is the tentative year date. Oh, yeah. So. Um, so... And it looks like you had a had a Christmas party I went to on Monday. Pretty chill and relaxed. Yep. I'll go with those wonderful guys over at Balhack Airsoft. Um, I did propose my diner idea and forward with the Cuba's Wasteland Diner for in the future. Yep. I definitely would side with that with um um Sorry, you can't get that. But anyways, um, but yeah, I definitely would side with that diner for me. I had a Christmas uh, party for our our department today. Oh really? Uh, yeah, How was it? It was good. You know, we went into office. You know, had good food. There was prizes. There were games. So it was all good and gravy. Um, but yeah, I did the shopping shenanigans with you. Got those books. Um, got my boba tea that I usually get when I go to the mall every once in a while. Uh, purposely parked on that side just so I would walk past it. Um, I did get a pop. I uh, found another pop to go to my expansive collection. It was another one from Calvary Bebop that I didn't have. So, well, we, yeah, we went over to uh, GameStop and Target for 
locked in again. I almost bought pops. Almost. Well, uh, I, I, it happened. I bought them at Comic-Con, and now I'm like, really want these other Star Wars pops that I. Yeah. I think I think Star Wars pops will be the my will be my collection. Yeah. I only I keep a rule like I have a lot of pops. Yes, I do, but. I keep a rule. I only get ones that I truly, truly want, or if they're rare. And the one that I got is 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 knocks off two of those. Both. It was nice. rare, and it was one I really, really want because it's focuses on Cowboy Bebop, which is my favorite anime of all time. So it makes sense. So I would probably, if you stick to those two rules, you will only get the ones that you really, really want. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was Southern Nat. Getting ready for the holiday weekend. My son came in. My son flew home. Yes, sir. Uh, Monday night. Um, so now he's here hanging out. Getting back next week uh, toward the latter part of the week. Back up to back up to New York. So fun having him around. Always good. Oh yeah. Always good. I mean, he's only been gone to like five six months, but it's the fact that he's high school graduate. He's now active duty. Now living somewhere else. So it's that, okay, getting to that point where now the kids are coming home to visit. Uh, the other the other thing, and that's just because it's talking about, thinking about, is actually another life milestone the last quarter last. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's not the best one, but it is one of those long enough to see. That is the last biological oh yeah so but it was peaceful it was in the middle it was in the night so all good things there and it was one of those we kind of knew it was who was coming no matter when yeah but what still happened i was looking reflecting on i know i all of my biological grandparents on left of that that mother's yeah but all the, the all the the other five have all, all moved on to the next life, and thinking about the, what this year being the what it is, and a lot of people like uh, Queen passing, several others. It was thinking about the fact that my grandmother was born in the, so she was already in that over ninety. Yeah, and it's like that generation, World War Two generation. All that stuff, and it's like we're so many of them are are leaving it um, and moving on. It's that he's watching. It's almost like you can real time watch history. Uh, I think when we recorded last, we were talking about Pearl Harbor Day or yeah, a memorial of well, attack on Pearl Harbor and how that was years ago. Yeah, it's a very long time ago. It's well, so to give you perspective. I posted it on Facebook. A lot of friends came. That's great. If you offer your condolences, that's awesome. Uh, greatly appreciate it, but it's so much work. Yep, it's one of those things where the longevity is great and your passings, they happen, but you always try to remember the good things, the good times, and where everything came from. Yeah. All right, well, speak good times and great times and all things in between. Let us talk about our movie reviews. Do-do-do, what we got on deck. Oh, first one we have on deck is a movie you watched called Empire of Light. Yes. A shrine of personal growth. This is cinema. Yes. I love your little tag. It was great. I always try to do something that, that since I've revamped the way I review, I always try to... You know, try to play on words depending on what we're watching. So, you know, it kind of does shine a light on personal growth because that's what this film is kind of about. It's a small indie film. It's more of a British indie film. And the cool thing about it is, is that it's a British film mixed in with the coming of age genre, which is a little bit different. I never really seen that kind of mix, but it's unique. Um, so what this film focuses on is that it's set during the early 1980s in a coastal British town. And it focuses on really, it's, it's a cast and crew of people, but really it focuses on two individuals that work at this uh, local cinema, which is called Empire Cinema. Um, 
And the, the first character you meet is Hillary, who's played by Olivia Coleman. If you recognize the name, she's known for many roles and is an Oscar winner. Um, and she plays a middle-aged woman who works at this small cinemaplex who's run, it's ran by a Donald Ellis, who's played by Colin Firth. Um, so through the film, uh, the initial act, the first act, you get to see um, the character in her day-to-day -day routine, which is very typical of coming-age film. You kind of follow along and seeing what it is that they do is, is who is Hillary? There's this kind of like ominous uh, heading of her personal life because you seem to see that she has some kind of personal issue. Not what sure, not going to spoil the beans, watch it to find out. But what happens is that through her purview, um, she meets up with a second character where the film starts to shift and introduce you to the second character which is Steven who gets hired to work at the cinema he's played by Michael Ward um, he's here to fill up a vacate uh, vacant position and then after that what this movie is is a slow methodical approach of focusing on these two characters and then the relationship bonding so throughout this film, it's a very generalization of the coming of age tale. But what makes it unique is 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 a two fronts. One, it's a British film, so you get to see all the British societal issues of the early 1980s. So uh, being that Stephen is a black man in uh, Britain at this time, deals with some social uh, racial issues, and then you have Hillary, who's dealing with personal and interaction issues because she has some kind of like actual issue not going to say what it is it kind of builds throughout and what it is is through their two kind of fr fragile lives it kind of brings them together and you get to see this kind of like relationship and unique bond form between them which mimics against the backdrop of working at the cinema which turns it into this unique coming of age tale because it's kind of one of those kind of slice of life in the moment kind of uh, thing. Kind of like when you watch one of those like kind of like summer romance style uh, films. But this one is with that British twist and with that social dynamic, you get to see it from a different perspective. It makes it fun. I love that British. Yeah, yeah. And this is directed by Sam Mendes. And if you know Sam Mendes, he does a lot of character focused films. Uh, a film I know you liked when we watched it in 1917, um, the, the World War One movie. He's done, yeah, yeah. he's done Skyfall, Road to Perdition, Revolutionary Road. And when you see those films, you know what he does. He puts it in setting and focuses on character. And that's what the highlight of this film is, is that you have very strong performances in a very generalized setting. And even though it's very typical and tropey around them, it's them themselves that make the film enjoyable and very heartfelt within it. Yep. So pretty much... Overall, if you like coming-of-age films with a twist, because it is a very, it's a British film. It's really die, tried and true British film. I'd say take a chance. It's worth seeing at theaters. I say 3.5 out of 5. All right. 3.5 out of 5. Yep. And our... Little film. Little film. Little Small film. film. Avatar, The Way of Water. The Way of who? The... Uh, 15 years ago, we had Avatar... <laughs> And now we have the sequel. Yes. Wow. I, I'll let you start it off. Uh, so uh, coming out of the film, what did you anticipate and what did you get out coming out? You know, going into it, I heard a lot of the buzz about criticizing or concerns that James Cameron blog to make. That's always um, a concern, but you and, know, and valid. And it wasn't going to be as successful. But then thinking back on some of our conversations, like, James Cameron's only done ten, nine, nine films. Yeah, he's only done a handful. I literally can count them on one hand. And honestly, not any of them are that, are bad. Most of them are, you know, still are regarded very positive. I think the number one, I think the IGN uh, recently put out a list where they ranked all of his films best to worst. The worst one is a Piranha movie. Um... His best film is T2, Judgment Day. I would agree with that. It's 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 one of my favorite action films of all time. And his number two film, a little thing called Aliens. Not, not, not too bad of a film there. No, no. Just a, Avatar and Avatar Way of Water are a little bit further down the list. Yeah. It's understandable. Okay. It's not gonna hurt my it's not gonna hurt my feelings. But catching me? Okay. Let me try to turn this up where it's catching me better. 
But uh, hopefully you're catching all that dialogue. We'll keep going with that. Um, but yeah, Avatar Way of Water was, was a really... I think a buddy of mine was asking me today. So, because I told him we had gone to see it on Saturday. And he's like, so what'd you think of it? I said, I'll tell you what. We walked out of the theater. And as we were standing there contemplating our, our post-film uh, reaction... Uh, we were ready to go buy tickets and walk right back in for another showing. I mean, that movie just sucks you in and takes you on the journey. Yeah. And for me, the parts that I really enjoyed was the experience of seeing this world, the how fully developed the world is from a visual standpoint. It is a very well in-depth uh, building on the world. So just to set you on, uh, set the footing. So we return back to Pandora and it's been many years since the Navi, which are the indigenous people of the planet, have uh, defeated and pushed the sky people, humans, away from the planet. So I would argue it's probably a good 10 plus, yeah, 10 years. I would 10 say plus. 10, 10 Yeah, because he has four kids. Well, yeah. no, Spider is the one yeah. that, yeah. Spider is the one that you really gauge yeah. the time. Yeah. Because it looks like he's a young, looks like he's a he's a he's a teenager, yeah, uh, like baby twenty at the most, yeah. And when you during the flashback, it looks he's like, you know, like three or like like he was an infant or yeah. a toddler. So it's it, I would say an easy ten to fifteen year yeah. window from the end of the first film to this one. Hey, ironic, it took 15 years for this film to come out. Yeah. So, yeah, so the film centers around uh, Sully, play, uh, voiced by Sam Worthington, and Natiri, voiced by Zoe Saldana. And they're trying to raise a family and um, raise a family and lead this clan, their their wood clan, in the, in, in the forest. And then so happens the Sky People return, but they have a very more specific uh, purpose and reason. Leave that to you to see it so you can experience it. But the conflict arises again between uh, Sully and Natiri and the Sky People, and it forces Sully, to, uh, Sully into a decision where he has to navigate and leave uh, their clan behind. And what we do in leaving, it introduces us to the larger world of Pandora, which is actually uh, the, the clans of the water. So we get introduced to a more oceanic kind of nomadic tribe. Yeah, and I mean the ocean, the ocean tribes is cool because again he, he has his inspirations for that, but it it, it falls in with Cameron's love for this. Yeah, he loves to see. If he he has a lot of documentaries. You can check them out. They're all over the place. But what 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 is such great is that when you first get into the film, like you said, a lot of great world building, the visual experience, see it in 3D, nothing else, just recommendation. Um, when you start the film, you're getting engrossed into it. But for me, when that film kicked in and when they actually ended up into the Oceanic Tribes, there was this overwhelming, like, gasp and awe of how vivid realness and, like, authentic creation that the world is in. And it's that in-depth experience that draws you in into the lives of the Navi and especially Sully and Natiri's family, because that's what the major point of this film is, is centered around family. And what and how far would you go to protect your family? It's a very simple, uh, linear kind of uh, directive and plot device, but I think it helps in this film because it's such more of an immersion than than building on the the story. Yeah. So I mean, story-wise, it's very clear, very simple, very direct. Yeah. Um, kind of. I mean, it's kind of bland if you were to put that same story in an, in another film. Yep. But for this film, it's less about that story and more about just the world that's created yeah. and brought to life. I mean, scale and everything is just phenomenal, which, you know, it's typical when you get Cameron and, and doing films. He doesn't he doesn't go small. He doesn't he, he I mean, he, he every film seems like it's more ambitious or more experimental. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when we look back at like T2, that was the first time you really saw a heavy CGI effect with the T1000. Uh, the computer animations for that was, was cutting edge at the time. And it was done in a way that it actually still holds up 30 years 
after the film was launched. Yeah, it, was it still holds up to this day. It holds is, up pretty well. Uh, I mean, it's it was simple and it was it was effective. Yeah. And then we get into this and seeing some of the set pieces and machinery, and I was kind of, I was thinking, you know, this the game engine used to do these these animations is phenomenal. And if the game that was announced a few months ago was it Worlds of Pandora, Lands of Pandora, an open world game? If they're running graphics the same caliber they ran for this film, I mean it. I think it'll do well from a, just a visual standpoint. Yeah. Story, you know, we'll see how that goes. But I think the overall story is is very kind of simple. But you do see a kind of a, a passing the torch from one generation to the next. It's just a matter of when. Um, and I do think that there was a, a couple of character reintroductions were fairly clever. Yep. Um, it, yeah, you do some good character re reintroductions, you know, some, some plot armor here and there, but it helps with the reintroductions of certain characters. It's not just cookie cutter, same, you know, hero versus villain or stuff. And they, there's actually a subtle gravitas with certain character dynamics that ha see you see you see the why and what they are doing and it puts that haziness that appreciate that puts a haziness that gives you appreciation level of the characters this time around i think the characters are better written than the first here because there's actual level a levelness of family value worth even if it's still simple themes it's great themes to help you immerse in this world yep so overall what are you calling it overall i think this is a is a visual masterpiece it it pushes the limits of what you would want to see in the big screen whenever i talk about having that experience of being able one thing i mentioned in my reviews pretty much across the board is that a feeling of escape and you feel that in this film here um even with the simple story you kind of push that aside because of the immersion four out of five full price i would definitely go see it again in 3d i, I it might be different in 2d but 3d well, right I mean, there. he filmed using the kid, the 3D cameras. It goes into her there, yeah. so it's great. I think, uh, but um, some of the stuff and some of the buzz, I think, from a technology standpoint, avoid all the all the social political stuff. Let's talk about the technology standpoint. There were a number of people who felt it was a little weird because they shot they shot it at 48 frames a second versus 24. So a lot of the motion is a lot crisper to the point that it some people just it was too much for some people yeah you know watching it i couldn't i didn't personal me personally i did not have a problem no with those sequences that were shot at 48 frames a second they were so it was so vivid yeah the vividness and just the fact of like when things are happening it feels like you're there happening i would jump or be just because of the fact it feels like it's coming at you oh yeah so. scale and everything is just yep. phenomenal so phenomenal fun so yep four out of five full price for me yep full beans just a few more movies to head out for the rest of the year but you'll have to wait and see what they are when we come yeah, back yeah i haven't i haven't sat down to watch any movies um i, I started a couple like i started bullet train but i gotta rewatch i gotta go back for that one you can uh, check in my review on another podcast, check out on your Spotify or Apple or whatever you like to listen to. Yep, yep. Yeah. Bullet Train was good. Bullet Train was good. Um, I, it's just, it's such a crazy film. You gotta like sit and watch. Yep. And just to add uh, kudos to Avatar, people don't think it is going to make its uh, money. Well, so far starting at 1221, not even a full week in theaters is already at 555 million worldwide as i'm looking at box mo office mojo not even been out a full week yet it's, it's already, already at half a billion yep yeah now if it cross now will it cross the three billion mark before it leaves theaters who knows Heck no i i it will cross a billion might touch two billion it's it's not gonna touch three you think it'll think it'll touch two i think it has a chance of touching two it's gonna pass one but I think it has a chance of touching too, because I'm, I'm going to go with probably just 1.5, just because in general, um, people aren't going out to the theaters in waves like they were before. Yeah. Now, given the fact that the major holidays for the year are on weekends, 
might have an impact in 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 theater viewership yep. might not the one thing is is that like i mentioned to you off off screen there isn't a major major film coming out until ant-man in the lost quantum mania in february so it's got a full like month and couple weeks before it really has a true challenge oh yeah so it'll, it's gonna make at least a billion i say 1.8 1.8 yeah. okay Actually, it was just reminding me there was a story because they were talking to one of the characters. Uh, she was from The Sopranos and did this film. She filmed this. She did her oh, scenes in the film. I like read five this article. I, I read it and I laughed. And she thought the movie had come out and bombed <laughs> until there were, a friend of hers was saying, "Yeah, it came out this weekend." She's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, I read that. It's like she thought that it already came out and bombed. So, hey, you know that's what happens when you film a scene and the movie well, I, takes forever that, to come out. I think out. that tells you how long this film sat in post. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Dedication. Yeah, so we don't know the all how long for principal filming and then reshoots, but I think in general it's sat in post a while. It went it, pretty, pretty, pretty much there. So yeah. Alrighty. Um, don't have anything on video games right now. Yep. There's a same old, same old. I did do my update for Witcher Three, so I'm I'm really thinking about diving into that now that the I... 4K, now that the next gen release is out. I say. Albeit, I'll preface the fact one, I'm biased and it's my favorite game of all time. Go ahead and dive into it. You haven't really died fully into it yet. And push all the other games aside. There's not really a big release or expansion coming out for a while. I say take the dive now. Take it now? Take it now. Take it now? Because right. I, know, I know your gaming habits pretty well. And I know the games you like. And they ain't coming out for a few months. Uh, so take the dive now. You know, I got an email from PlayStation to pre-order my PlayStation VR 2. I thought you were about to say PS5. I'm about to give you 600 right now. <laughs> Literally. Nah, it's, been a, it's, it's been a month since that last email. But uh, no, I got a recent one where inviting me to pre-order my uh, PlayStation VR 2 helmet. I don't know if I want to do that just yet. You got to have space for that VR. Well, you, you do. do. You have space over in that other room. I have space in the other room, but the PlayStation 5 is in here. Yeah. Considering what I'm planning to do to this space over the Chris, over the holiday break, yep. there may be some there may be some differences. So, but we'll let people wait and see what you do. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, um, surprise. Oh yeah. Wait Christmas, till 2023. Break, we got plans. We're we're gonna be doing some we're gonna do some uh, some some work in here. So uh, I'll probably post some stuff on the Instagram feed. Wait and see, people. 2023. But, uh, Let's uh, dive into the next one. We got some news pieces, and I guess our first one is uh, a new, some news about Pokemon. Yep, it's really the major article that I found through the interwebs, and uh, this is reported at, like many outlets, but I picked the one from Screen Rant. So everybody knows that Pokemon is a worldwide phenomenon. It's a huge property, huge IP with, you know, uh, shows, video games, movies, merchandise, whatever. But at the center of the Pokemon universe is the anime. And the main character that has been in the anime focused throughout all the different iterations of the games um, as it mimics the games. 20-year-old, 10-year-old. Yeah, 25-year-old, 10-year-old. Ash Ketchum and his loyal uh uh pokemon pikachu have been moving through all the different regions kanto Johto, uh, all the different regions winning badges and winning not recently he finally became a true master and won the world champion uh, a few weeks ago in, one in the animes but now finally after 25 years he is putting up the cleats he's putting up the superhero tights putting his hat away and saying a bon voyage from the anime and the future of Pokemon series will move on from Ash Ketchum after 25 years for a new set of uh, uh, Pokemon Master wannabes. So, yep, as reported in the article, quote, Ash Ketchum Pikachu are exiting the Pokemon anime ahead of 2023's new Pokemon series, following Ash's much celebrated winning at the World Coronation series and Ash's most impressive feat since the beginning of the Pokemon series in 1997. So... This is pretty much the article goes in depth with a lot of stuff, but it's just he's been an iconic person and face of the Pokemon franchise. Even if oh, you yes. knew nothing of Pokemon, you knew who Ash Ketchum and Pikachu was. Um, speaking of that, 
you know, since Pikachu is, you know, on his keychain, Pikachu. Pikachu is the face, Pokemon face of the franchise, and Ash Ketchum is the human face of it. Yeah, I'm so. kind of a Bulbasaur and a yeah. Squirtle fan myself. Oh, yeah. I really, I kind of like Eevee a little bit more, but, you know, Pikachu is the way to go, for, at least for now. But it's it's just one of those things that it's kind of bitter. It's not bittersweet. It's just kind of like, it's time. It's time to move on to new people, new journeys. And what's going to happen is he's going to be in one final season. It's going to be like limited 11 episode series that will be called Pokemon aim to be a Pokemon master. It's going to start in January, 2023 and quote the special Pokemon season expected to wrap up his story. And we'll see the return of Brock and Misty. So, um, yep. And then it says starting in April, 2023, the new series, um is going to follow two new characters in the paldea region which is the new region focusing on the new games uh scarlet and violet so yeah. okay well we'll so. get get to see how that goes yeah i'm curious to see the limited series but from what i read in here what he's going to do is going to be kind of like a mem memorandum of all the stuff he's done throughout the years and he's going to be returning and visiting some of his old pokemon that he's let go like one of the his, one of his original Pokemon that he captured, the Butterfree, he released in the first season, and they've already released a screenshot of him reuniting with him, which is kind of like a tearful reunite. I wonder if he's going to see that legendary Pokemon he saw in the first season. Yes, they have dropped screens of that too. Oh, so. yeah, that'll be cool. All right, um, so I guess our next thing is 2022 in review. Yep. So there's not really many. I mean, we have our odds and ends later on. Yeah, we'll but, get to those. But. Uh, since it is the wrap-up, uh, I thought we'd uh, leave a bulk of the space where we just talk about our wrap-ups. So you go first, Scoob. All right. Um, so you, you got a couple of primers here. Yeah, I, just to help you along. You can throw to in help stuff. Me along. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, the first big things at work, yeah. Uh, it's been a, been a wild one. I got to travel outside the country. I got... I'm making some big working on the uh, redesign and evolution of my of my department of my team, yep. which I'm starting to see that, uh, you know, it's months and months. I was like, this is what we got to work on. This is the direction we're going to take. This is where this is. This is it. And now I'm and now in the last few days, it's seeing that actually take root and seeing that blossom and seeing that stuff start to take hold is really kind of a good feeling it means it, it, it it's it feels like a sense of validation but the real rubber hits the road will be where we where we are at the in in may and how well these changes and improvements and and and, and discussions have impacted our 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 go time yeah so that'll be fun that'll be great um, the graduations boot camp. Yeah, we just talked about that. I my oldest graduated high school, went joined the military boot camp, and now he's at his first duty station, and and now he's back home for the holidays. For the, so getting into that, which you know that's kind of fun. Got to do, and then uh, and with all that is traveling. I mean, yeah, you did a lot of traveling. I did a lot of traveling. We kind of we kind of went we kind of went toe to toe this year. Yeah, I went to New York for a couple of weeks. I went to Ontario for a few day for a week. I went to Missouri for a few days. I mean, uh, it, it's been great. I went to a con up in Richmond, looking to try and do some more cons next year, um, and those kinds of things. So it, it feels good. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah, it feels good to well, paid, off, paid off my Jeep, which you know that's a that's a that's a nice milestone I'm happy with. Oh yeah, I don't know what that feels like, but maybe one day in my lifetime, <laughs> you'll get there you'll one get day there. if I stop buying cars. But anyways. Yeah. So for me, uh, unless you have a little bit more, those are the ones I could think of. That's no, right there. no. I mean, got to play some video game stuff. Got to do the. I haven't really done a lot of the studio stuff. I haven't done a lot of the miniatures, so can't really talk about that. But I can. I, I think the the re, what we're gonna do with the studio is gonna be is gonna be good. Kind of feng shui. Yeah. For that. Wusa. So. Yeah. Wusa. So what about you, Ryan? How, 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 let's see what we got here. All right. Gotta... So let's start off. Everybody knows who's been following and listening to us for many years. I can lost count. Um, I go to school. So I finished another two semesters on my master's program. Uh, kind of how the, many more you got left? Uh, who the heck knows? Um, 
but um, four, uh, four. If I'm thinking off the top of my head, four. Two years. Yeah, okay. two years. But these last two semesters have been one of the hardest semesters. And anybody that's been listening to podcasts knows that my spring semester was crazy. So if you want to go listen to our podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever your favorite things, then drop in a like, you know. But anyways, you, you, you just you just run it with these shameless plugs for yeah. where you can find the po- where you can find the audio version of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. you haven't really mentioned the video version on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Well, I'll leave that for you. I can't oh, take the spotlight. I see. Oh, is. oh I, okay. You can you gotta have the spotlight too, you know. I get plenty of spotlight. spotlight. I run the show. Oh yeah, but yeah, so you can like us on YouTube, uh, Spotify. I, I kind of do that because I listen to Spotify all the time anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think the know. audio gets more traffic. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. anyways, yep. Finish those two semesters. Another big thing is, especially coming out of pandemic, which I started in 2021 with a few shows, but we're focused on 2022, and this has been a big year for concerts. At least for me, I went to a, a slew ton of concerts. Not to mention. Concerts. How many? How many? What's, what's, what's the, what's okay, the, what's the let's let's card? break it down. Starting back in February, I got to see Eric Church, who's a, a popular country singer, and then it kicked in in June when the first concert I went to, which I mentioned to you off the air, it's a, a, a R&B singer. Goes her name is Her. Um, then we said uh, July was the big hitter, where we uh, we saw um, we saw. Train and uh, Train and Jewel. Um, if you know Train, Train is a popular late '90s, early 2000s band. And Jewel, popular from the '90s. Then we saw uh, Luke Bryan in July, and then we were just singing to them before we came on the air. Backstreet Boys in July. I actually love that concert. It was great. Um, and then in August, saw Keith Urban. Um, at the amphitheater. So those were the concerts all this year. And then some comedy shows saw King ba- uh, Bat King Bach, um, and also saw uh, Joe Coy earlier in the year. And just recently, another comedian that I saw, Gary Owen. So a lot of concerts galore. Three comedian, three comedians, seven concerts from yes. 2022. Not lots of, lots of. And then we're going to have more coming up next year. There's one I'm still trying to get tickets for, figure it out. But the first one so far for next year, a little singer. It might be popular in some books. Ed Sheeran. You've heard his name, Ed Sheeran. He's a very popular British singer. Uh, finally, finally going to be able to see his concerts. He's coming stateside. Going to have to go up to FedEx Field to see him, though, up in Landover, Maryland. So right. Turn that into a weekend trip. All right, and then that the some random travels. What do we got for random, random travels? travels? Well, everybody knows I like to randomly just drive up to the mountains or go to wineries and whatever, and just pick museums and whatnot. But also went back to Florida for a week, turned a graduation for my nephews into a vacation. Uh, checked out the Keys. I love checking out the Keys, Florida Keys. If if I were to live on the islands, it would be there. Um, other than that, just random travels here and there. I just get in the car and go. Like recently, went up to the mountains just a couple weekends ago, and yeah, hopefully I think we want to go do a Jeep trail next year. You should probably do that 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 dragon thing in North Carolina, and with the Jeep. I don't know what it's called. I know it's a dragon. Tail of the dragon. Yeah. There you go. Uh next year is going to be some travels hopefully find some more interesting spot i do want to i've been wanting to go to the bitmore estate which is the 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 castle mansion in north carolina um maybe go and venture out to some more zoos beyond my thing check out more museums because i love museums and wineries and whatnot okay um and And then of course big return to great films of theater yeah this this year has been really nice to see films a great year of film and if you know you know and if you know i've reviewed a lot of them you can check out our podcast youtube spotify apple all the different places but you know some of the great films just to give a hint at my top 10 i'm not going to say what it is so some of the films i've enjoyed that might show up on my top 10 uh top gun maverick Everything Everywhere All at Once is another one. The Batman might be on my list. Um, some of my other favorites that came out recently, um, Glass Onion, uh, The Ban- Banshees of Anna Sheeran, um, uh, maybe Violent Night might sneak up on that list. Might be a surprise, but who knows. But, you know, it's been a lot of great films. And what's great about this year is that it's been a great variety. So, yep. Yeah. And then next year is going to be pretty interesting so i put something here about scuba predicts what do you got some prediction for 2023 before i go into my anticipated film list i think for 2023 it's going to be now that the now honestly it's now that the big focus on the department is those fires and we're getting into maintenance and 
some improvements. Not saying it's gonna gonna drop that off, but I think we'll be able to juggle some more time on the studio and making content. So I think uh, 2023 will be the return to making content uh, more frequently. Yep. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to doing more traveling. Uh, I'd like to do a few more cons. There next is year. one that I really am recommending, or at least I know I'm going to try to go to, is the Galaxy Con in July, which Galaxy is in Raleigh. Galaxy Con Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about doing Galaxy Con in Richmond. I would like to do PAX Unplugged in December next year. Um, also, we got we're going to do more more shows. Like there's the auto show that we were just taught, we were you sh you sent out. Yeah, um, I go to that every year. It's in January. The auto show, the RV shows, some more outdoor stuff. Um, I need to find a get. I, I need to get a camera because I need to get a DS. I really want to get a DSLR for shooting photos, but I also want to get a gimbal uh, for my phone so I can shoot video and with my phone a lot better. So when I go to these cons, I can kind of give a scuba's perspective on the con and the show. And, and whatnot so yeah let's you know branching out doing more things the idea is this is a studio i make a variety of content and just kind of explore that filmmaker storyteller type of type of side yeah. not, not that i'm trying to usurp or take it take credit for anybody else or that i that is an influencer but you know i just want to have some fun yep it's you know adds more content and more things to talk about oh. You know, it just reminds me, the TV show I did finish, I did get to watch and binged my way through was Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. What do you think about it? Phenomenal. That was such a fun show. I can't wait to watch the next season. Yep, I heard it's really good. I know it, it struck gold on Netflix and, it, you know, a lot of people watched it. So I haven't watched it yet. It's still in my queue, but eventually I'm going to check it out. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little... Like with with Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia, uh, yeah. but the girl who's playing Wednesday and 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 her Jenna Ortega, Jenna Ortega, she is phenomenal with it, and it's so much fun watching this. And it's it's and it's not a period piece. It's it's Wednesday in 2022. Uh, and how she's trying to, how you trying to take that Adams family kookiness, <laughs> which really worked, which was really gold in the seventies and, 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 and the, and the, even the nineties show. And then seeing this new adaptation and adding in a supernatural element. Cause I gotta say the, the previous, the nineties the films don't really go into a lot of supernatural side. It's just, they're weird yep. type of thing. Um, but this one really kind of knocks on supernatural stuff. So good or bad, it, it, it changes the whole conversation for the atoms, but there's a lot of nice nods and references. And if you pay attention, uh, everything kind of works well together. Yeah. So really great series. Definitely. Yep. Maybe Netflix has another hit on their end. So that'll be good. So, yeah. Oh Yeah. Other thing I'm looking forward to, we may not see it in 2023, but it would be great to watch the news roll out. And that is the announcement of the new show of another new project coming to Amazon. And that is the Henry Cavill uh, led where he's going to be executive producer and starring in a Warhammer 40K inspired series on amazon well you know he's free from other roles but he is very passionate of that which we've talked about many times before so it'd be cool to see to take that and make it and make it come to life and being that it is being backed by amazon they got the money to create those worlds as we've seen it they've done it with other shows like the boys and invincible rings of power just to name a few um, so they they can they can make something fun. Well, the 40k hasn't really been adapted into film property. Yeah, I mean we're seeing a, we're seeing a kind of a new a bunch of games that are all 40k inspired, uh, which is great. And you know reading the books and the miniatures and all of that's great to see a live action ish interpretation of that world and what timeline they're gonna do and and all of that is. Just gonna and, and the fact that it's such an epic scale, you're right. Because they pulled off Rings of Power, they could definitely 
if they feel empowered with and, and feel like it's going to be a, a good hit they'll pour the money into it i, I just can't wait yeah, that's going to be fun, especially for everybody that knows Warhammer. It's going to be great. So, oh, yeah. For 2023, everybody knows. I kind of like films. Kind of do. Maybe. Who Maybe. knows? Just a so, few. Um, I don't talk about my top 10 lists of the prior year. We'll do that on the next podcast. But going into the new year, just uh, go down the slew. And 2023 is going to look, it, it looks like it's going to be a banger for films. It looks like it's going to be the true, true return to filmdom. So, I have put together a list. Scuba doesn't know it. I sent him the link of all the all the films that you know Screen Rant did, but he doesn't know my top ten yet. But I'll do I'll do my my um, aforementions, um, you know, um, aforementions one that missed my anticipated, but you know, runner ups. So some films that are coming out next year that are going to be runner ups. Let me go ahead and delete this because I put it in my top ten. So just to run down the list, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, Scream 6, Little Mermaid, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, Aquaman 2, The Flash, Knock at the Cabin, and Creed 3 are, you know, they are, there are ones I'm looking forward to, but those are runner-ups. So my top 10 that I'm looking forward to. Um, number 10, Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. I'm looking forward to the final chapter of Indiana Jones, and case in point, it's being directed by James Mangold. And James Mangold, if you don't remember, he did a film called Logan, which was pretty good, and Ford vs. Ferrari, which was really good. So I'm looking forward to that. Super Mario Brothers movie, from the trailers, it looks awesome. I can say that. Um, another film I'm looking forward to next year is Oppenheimer. It's Christopher Nolan's next film. Mm -hmm. And whenever he does drama, it's so good to see, because it makes me that look like he's returning to his like older films when he actually likes to focus on story and character so curious to see what's going to happen with that mission impossible dead reckoning part one that speaks for itself i love mission impossible uh number six spider-man across the spider-verse i am so looking forward to the spider-man movie and then after seeing that last trailer with who knows how many spider-man was in that damn trailer i am looking forward to this number five some people might not know this one but it's one that i'm really looking forward to it's called killers of the flower moon you might be like, what is that, Rai Guy? Well, it's Martin Scorsese's next film, and it's being produced by Apple, so it's going to be on Apple Plus TV. And okay. it's one of his like um, pet projects, like one of his passion projects, um, kind of like Silence was before, so he's it's going to be interesting to see what he does that. Number four, John Wick Chapter 4. You know, that explains itself. Um, love John Wick. Just it's you know it's balls to the wall actions. Not really too much character development, but just watching to see what the heck John Wick does next. It's great. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I'm a big James Gunn fan. One of my favorite films by James Gunn is Slither. If you've never seen Slither, I think it's one of his best films ever made. It's a horror comedy. It's great. Check it out. But curious to see where he takes Volume Three and where he takes the characters. And I'm awesome just for me personally get to see adam warlock live and seeing how it's going to be translated to the big screen number two you can call me out for this one but after i saw the trailer and just because of the premise it's it's why not cocaine bear if you've seen the trailer and you know the premise that enough sells itself oh it's been like 20 years since we had a killer bear movie yeah so a bear who does cocaine and goes on a rampage. That is enough tagline to get me at the door with 15 tickets and bring I mean, in my friends. Come on. We had, what, Willie's Wonderland with Nick Cage. Yep. We had the, a Winnie the Pooh horror film. There's a Grinch horror film. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, there's plenty of room for yep. it. But you're right. I just That one just is like... Yeah. Okay. It was not on my radar until I saw the trailer, and that thing jumped up to my number two. But it could not take my number one slot. I would, I would have, but there is a little film coming out to a film I watched last year, which the more I think about it, the more I appreciate it more, and the more I cannot wait for the second part, and that's Dune Part 2. Uh, Denis Villeneuve is a mastercraft at creating fantastical worlds, but not only that, he's a great storyteller. So Blade oh, yeah. Runner, Dune, yeah. Dune Part Two is going to be, yeah, going to be crazy. That is, that is. It's like this whole year is going to be epic, scale yeah. films. Yeah. yeah. We get the last of the DCEU yeah. Snyderverse uh, characters. We're getting uh, Mario, a new Mario yeah. movie yeah. that's a little more true to the source material. I mean, uh, so it's going to be. Crazy. 
So hearing that, is there anything you would take off that top ten and move up from the honorable mentions? Or are you you pretty? I think if I were to give you a five, just right now, I would say Dune Part Two. I would say Spider-Man Into the Spider, a Spider Verse. Yep. Across the spot. Yep. Um, I would say Indiana Jones because I'm a fan. I've always been a fan of that franchise. I'm just looking forward to it because it's James Mangold. So. Yeah, I'm just. I mean. Yep gonna be interesting ant-man quantumania because you know I, the ant-man the ant-man series of films in the in the in the marvel cinematic universe is kind of like that 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 sleeper darling it's like you know when you see the first one came out and you're like okay and then you see it and it's like this is a lot of fun and then the second one and it's like okay so now we're gonna see this and, and you know it's it's the fact seeing that everybody's got larger roles in this, like Michelle Pfeiffer and, and or Doug, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas du yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Douglas and um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, seeing them have have have, have more in this. And it's like, and, and the fact it's going on a more on a cosmic adventure. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, probably the one I caught in the trailer, and then some of the buzz on that is Oppenheimer. I'm, I'm very curious on this one yeah. because it's a historical drama. Yeah. And, of course, there's that buzz right now that he recreated the explosion for the first atom bomb testing without using the nuclear materials, and people were losing their minds because he did it with practical effects and not see. Yep. And a lot of people ran with it thinking that the U.S. government actually gave him a nuclear bomb to do it. So I just love the Internet. Internet forever wins. I got to worry about the U.S. government giving him that. I mean, you probably, you probably just find it find it in a science lab somewhere. Oh, yeah. But, no, it, it's just funny. The Internet wins forever. Oh, yeah. And speaking of the Internet wins. Let's go for those odds and ends. For yes. the last odds and ends of 2022 from Scuba and the Ride. Yes. So... We have three, but two are specific. But so before we get into those specific ones, let's talk about this one from Wyoming. Yep. For the annual Pris Christmas bird count. Yep. So uh, from the Wyoming public media, this one I came across just searching and I was like, this is just a fun, interesting thing to hear about. So um, every year annually, what happens uh, in Wyoming by the National Auburn Society, they kick off what they call um an annual bird count and quote it's a program that helps uh, the experts to understand how birds respond to climate change and this was started in not recent in the 1900 by i'm going to butcher this ornithologist frank m chapman in an effort to count birds instead of hunt them um counts are held at 25 locations uh, that day and now more than 100 years later the christmas bird count is still going and it's billed as the longest running community science bird project in the nation that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So a pre-designated 15-mile circle uh, over the course of three weeks, and it's just count birds. Yeah, they just count birds. Um, and as the article says out of the Wyoming Public Media, uh, it says, quote, he describes it as a scavenger hunt for birds. The goal is not to identify species. It's about counting how many birds are outside. Information is put into a database so that they can track it across time. So it's about migrational patterns, seeing what comes there, what comes not. But it also gets you interested in, you know, nature, um, the way uh, creatures live and whatnot. But it's cool to see that this has been going on for over a century. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. All right. Now, our next two stories are holidays themed. Yes. It's ever so appropriate. And on, ironically, they both involve the same holiday character. And who would that be? Well, let's start with, uh, you know, a another version of a classic stupid news. It's a mean one, but very stupid. <laughs> and this comes from the Huffington Post. A gentleman in Arizona was trying to drive through the HOV lane and he got hit and he got lit up by the police because he did not have two people in the car. Now what was the second person? The Scoob? second person was an inflatable Grinch. Yeah. 
So, as quoting out of the Huffington Post, uh, the Arizona Department of Public Safety says, State Trooper last week noticed the car in a high-occupation vehicle on Interstate 10 in Phoenix with a suspicious-looking green passenger. And they said, while the gag may have caused the officer's heart to grow, it did not stop the driver from getting a citation for using the HOV at restricted times. I mean, come on. How long has this this story been going around in one form, fashion, or another? I mean, hell, it was. this is go way back. Um, the Jetsons movie <laughs> had this gag in it. Oh, yeah. So it's been going on forever. But what's even more hilarious is that not only did they get the ticket, they had to go and post a photo on their Twitter page of it. And if you look at the photo, um, if you're fooled by that, then you're a stupid one, Mr. Person. Oh, I, I, I'm sure he's probably like, you know, I, I knew I was going to get a ticket for this. Yeah. But it's 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 the holidays. Let's have some fun. And you know what? I love this story for the simple reason it's talking about something fun. Yeah. And not something deadly. Nope. It's not something deadly like, you know, licking school shootings and mass shootings and all this and that. This is literally kind of a yeah, I mean it's it's silly, it's goofy, yeah. it's like come on. Really? Yeah. Do you really think you'd get away with it? Well, I don't think so. Hey, at least he tried. But anyway, speaking of try. speaking of goofy and funny, speaking of the Grinch, well, we have a story out of the AP, which it doesn't have uh, somebody getting citation for it, Grinch. It's kind of in reverse. So this is uh, takes place in no other state except for Florida, of course. So in Marathon, Florida. So... Um, we have a deputy, you know, you're going out there, you're doing your thing and, you know, catch speeding people and you give them tickets. Well, um, several motors who have been speeding on the elementary school zone, uh, ironically speaking about the Florida Keys, Florida Keys oversee highway. So instead of receiving citations from a sheriff, they are receiving quotes from the AP, an odorous onion as a reminder to slow down from a county sheriff's deputy, not just a regular deputy, but one dressed up as the Grinch. So I'm going to let you laugh while I finish up quoting this article. So uh, Colonel Lou Capito, a 37-year-old veteran of Monroe County Sheriff's Office, conjured up this uh, concept more than 20 years ago and was back on the streets Tuesday doing it again. Yeah. So I mean, I, I clearly, in, in, in Arizona, <laughs> the Grinch got the ticket for riding in the HOV. Yet he came over to Florida and was like, you know what? Sharing is caring. I'm going to give you onions for speeding. Yeah. So this is interesting. So if drivers are traveling about five miles per hour or less above the school zone speed limit, um, they get a choice between the traffic citation and an onion presented by the Grinch. Grinch. Now, I like how it said five miles or less. Yeah. Like if you're... If this was involving people who were speed, who were over that... Then yeah, I would bypass the onion and just just haul them out because, you know, it, it this it, it feels like really it's a school zone. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm so sick of like more modern drivers. Like I remember when I went through driving school and whatnot, we really harped on that school zone, school zone stuff. Yet yeah. it seems a lot of drivers now don't care about the school zone. It's yeah, like they're, I see they're not it. immediately in front of the school they're just rolling and it's like it's frustrating yeah it's just a, a lack of compassion but hey at least this uh, uh county sheriff is trying to do something interesting to get people aware of it and hopefully you know if you want the onion you got to deal with the onion but knowing uh the road that goes through um through the keys there's a really one major roadway so it get, it's it's a good i you know it's a good thing that they're trying to do something unique. oh yeah it's, we want to be safe yeah. but it's like this is probably also drumming up some like the well-needed buzz yeah. where it's like it's drawing attention to a speed a zone in front of a school and shouldn't speed so this was great and again both of these great holiday stories and yeah. involving probably the one of the most unexpected holiday characters the grinch the grinch Yes. So just to end on that note uh, from this article. So <laughs> this is the last quote before in the article. It says, but when I give them a clear choice of the citation onion, they will take the onion. But, but scuba. And I've had them eat the onion right in front of me. Such a mean one. That Grinch is. The Grinch. 
<laughs> All righty. And with that, that is the uh, that's the end of our show for today. Yes, sir. End of 2022. Oh, yeah. So I hope I uh, hope your holidays are safe and you're with your families and and significant others. Extended whatever family is important. I uh, hope you get everything you're asked for and not get any uh, lumps of coal or visits from uh, John Wick-inspired Santa Clauses. Uh, yeah, because it is truly a violent beating if you get one of those from that. And I'm telling you, there is proof. I have seen it and reviewed it. Check out our podcast, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Check it out. Yep. Check all that out. Um, we're, of course, going to take a break. Um, and for the holiday and end of year, gives us a chance to kind of decompress uh make some changes and uh, we will see you fresh and uh uh all that in 2023 so merry chris happy christmas happy new year stay safe Bry. it's always a pleasure to get through another show with you yes sir always a pleasure with everybody uh shout out to sirenscape check out out. sirenscape.com check out ryreviews.com for all of the different reviews and his his end of year top 10 lists are always enjoyable and we will see you in 2020 everybody you're not a mean one but i am so great i found those articles yeah, I, I really like the Grinch ones. I really do. I knew, because I was like, how are we going to... I was like, I got to find Christmas theme. And sure enough, world blessed me on the article, on the news sites that I read. Like, oh, you need something for Christmas? Here's... Oh, all the negativity in the news right now. To see, just, just seeing a classic stupid news kind of story with the Grinch and the, and the speeding ticket. Yeah. That's just, that's so yeah, nice. And being in Florida just puts top in my cake, because it's always oh, yeah. Florida. It is. It's great. Oh, well, we're out.